1: Time for the Forty Niners Rush Podcast.
2: And here's your host. John Chapman.
1: What is going on, Faithful? It is absolutely incredible to be with everybody today. And man, we're going to have a large crowd today. Uh, but we got giveaways on top of giveaways on top of giveaways. Uh, it's just what we do here. It's what we do. And so at first off, I just want to say thank you. For those of you, this is your first time, enjoy, pull up your seat. We're going to be talking nothing but 49ers. Some other things around the NFL are going to affect the 49ers. We're going to talk about those briefly. But the concentration of this episode is going to be on the second round selection for the 49ers we're going to go through a three round mock draft which players i would feel comfortable trading up for um in the second round kind of what that looks like shake out some stuff got some cap uh issues we've got to talk about as well and of course as always questions and answers Right off the bat, I got to say, we did a special Patreon subscriber giveaway for a free 49ers hat. Uh, We're going to be doing this the next three episodes. Uh, So today is a Patreon subscriber. Morgan, what is up? The man himself wins. He has that notification bell turned on. Morgan, uh, reach out to me. You got my email. 49ers Rush podcast at gmail.com. I'll get that hat uh, given away to you. And this comes from an awesome Patreon subscriber that just donated three hats, three awesome 49ers hats to give away just because he's awesome. He didn't want me to share his name or her name. Um, we have some female Patreon subscribers as well, but Morgan, thank you for all the support, brother. We will get that to you. And we, of course, we also have the giveaway of the Brandon IU jersey. That is what I'm talking about. So that is going out as well. So, uh, please understand that is coming your way. Uh, we'll be doing that about halfway through the episode, um, um, so, uh, that is coming your way. And again, I just want to say thank you to everybody for all the support. This podcast is just blown up. This is four and a half years we've been doing this. <laughs> and I see you there, Toby, F the Seahawks. I'm with you, brother. Uh, I am with you. Now, we've been doing this for a while. And, you know, we go all year. We do at least one episode a week um if you're on Patreon I've I've put loaded seven videos the past 3 days there just trying to get you know the final touches to all of my draft work. Uh the NFL draft book that I do every year I think we're at about 40 pages currently just going through player comps for every single draft pick. Not everyone. Last year, we did 180. Uh, Not sure where my number is going to wind up this year, but that's going to be available in two weeks. Every Patreon subscriber gets that. You know, that's part of the thing. Uh, Share it with you. I make a consensus big board, you know, through Excel, who my first round grades are, second round grades, all that kind of stuff. That's going to be there for you as well. But this podcast, and this is important because there's so much junk out there. This episode is brought to you, I'm going to do an infomercial, you guys ready for this? The 49ers Rush Podcast is brought to you by, the 49ers don't leak. What's that you say? Having a problem? Information get out of your organization? Well don't you worry, (laughs) because the 49ers don't leak. So, when you get stressed out, and the 49ers are rumored to take a quarterback that you don't like, guess what? The 49ers don't leak. No matter what BS crap you see retweeted, former GM talking, radio analyst spouting, I don't give a crap. They don't know anything. Ask how many of those same people predicted the 49ers to trade up to three. We didn't have one iota of information about this. This isn't a new thing everybody's oh this is what they're gonna do and all of this is based off of conjecture of a former roommate chris sims and kyle shanahan and it's total bs uh, nobody knows uh, nobody knew mike McGlinchy was going to be the pick they didn't even go to his pro day you can go over and over and over and over again nobody knew about the deforest buckner trade they sat on the deforest buckner trade for two months nobody knew about the joe staley retirement Even though they informed him before day one of the NFL draft that he was going to be retiring, this is not anything new. (laughs) This is what it is. Kyle Shanahan is making the pick first and foremost. So whenever I saw the – I don't even want to give credit to the terrible writer that put it out there. It might be a great writer. I don't care. This was a terrible article. Oh, john lynch and the scouts disagree with kyle shanahan over who no total bs we saw the draft scout whatever his name was i don't want to say his name either last year oh they're at odds with each other total bs that is not what is taking place the 49ers don't leak so the next time you see one of these bogus reports light it up in the chat (laughs) reply 49ers don't leak 49ers don't leak No matter what, Trent Baalke is no longer on this organization. If he was, then that would be one thing. So again, just understand, I've been saying this for a long time. (laughs) There is no leak. There is Now, could the 49ers take Mac Jones? Yeah, that is a possibility. Do I expect it to happen? Absolutely not. Um, I think it's a very small chance. Could it happen? Yes. Does that mean that all those leaks were correct? Well, hell no. Why would Kyle Shanahan broadcast? If you, think about during the week, during the season, Kyle Shanahan is the last person in the NFL to make roster adjustments from the practice squad. He won't call a person up from the practice squad until that Thursday at 3 p.m. Uh, <laughs> Eastern. Why? Because he's one of those you know foil over the head guys that wants every little advantage as possible and will not leak any information out. You can go back to John Lynch. Guess what? He put out feelers with the organization. He was going to accept the job. And he said, if somebody leaks this out to the press, I'm declining the job. Nobody leaked it. He took it. This is where we are today. 49ers don't leak. 49ers don't leak. Um, The IU jersey will be given away in a little bit. So hit that thumbs up. Uh, (laughs) Hit subscribe if you haven't already. And hit that notification bell. Because even though we're giving away the IU jersey today, Next two episodes, we'll be giving away a brand-new 49ers, uh, 49ers hat, uh, the awesome black and red ones with the logo where it's written out in cursive. I freaking love those hats. Um, I'm not a big fan of the draft hats that came out this year. This is the draft hat from last year, the Faithful to the Bay. i got to look the other. Uh, but anyway, and also, man, giveaways, giveaways, giveaways. Our March Madness bracket comes to a close tonight. Uh, we had 60-plus entries. There's only two people that could win it. Arm steady. I like that one. Wins if Gonzaga wins. And Mo Merka wins if Baylor wins. So that was a lot of fun. I'm at 13th. I did okay. I had Houston win it at all. They got freaking (laughs) baptized. That's what that is. So let's get in. Let's talk some football. I saw it in the comments. Sam Darnold gets traded just minutes ago. Um, Yeah. IU Jersey. (laughs) We're going to announce that. It's coming out about halfway through this episode. Um, So Sam Darnold gets traded, and this is this is huge. The Panthers got screwed by our trade more than anybody else. You know, they're sitting at eight, and they have been the team that is the most aggressive for quarterbacks all offseason. They were huge. They offered the number eight pick for Matt Stafford and got turned down. Um, but what happened was when the 49ers jumped up, you know, they're going quarterback. We'll talk about that in a second. But for the Panthers, they are screwed because guess who picks number four? The Atlanta Falcons. No way in hell the Atlanta Falcons are swapping with the inner divisional rival to get them a quarterback. It will not happen. So whether the Falcons take a quarterback, I think they will, or don't, it is regardless, they're not helping them. So the highest that the Carolina Panthers could get was number five, but if you remember, the 49ers reached out to the Cincinnati Bengals for that number five pick. And for some reason, whether their price was too high or they just said flat out no to Kyle Shanahan, they would not trade back with the 49ers. That's why we jumped all the way to three. So, and again, back to the whole 49ers don't leak thing. Yeah, 49ers don't leak. Other teams do. Other teams do. So when we found out about the Jimmy Garoppolo stuff, that one from the 49ers, that was from New England uh, way beforehand. So keep that in mind. Um, now this trade, the details, I think it's interesting. The Panthers gave up a 2000 first six rounder and a 2022 second and fourth. So pretty close to what the compensation, you know, was going to be. They wanted a high second, late first. If you add all those up on the draft trade chart, it equals about the 43rd overall pick this year. So it's interesting, but I think what it tells us one, the jets are 100 taken, 100% taking a quarterback now. I think they were at 97%, right? I think they always were going to take a quarterback, but this makes it 100%. So now you're sitting there looking, and here's the the situation, whether you like it or not. Quarterback 1-2-3, guaranteed. Has this ever happened before? Yes, actually. I did a lot of research after the same Darnold trade just because it's guaranteed now. And basically twice, it happened twice. 1999 was the last one. Get this, this kind of hurts. Tim Couch to the Browns, Donovan McNabb to the Eagles, and Achilles Smith to the Bengals. Also, there were two other first-round picks that year, quarterback. Dante Culpepper, 11, and Cade McNown, uh, number 12. So <laughs> you got one out of three. I think Culpepper was a good pick. Cade McNown, yeah, you'd take that for whatever. But then in 1971, way before my time, Jim Plunkett, won to the Patriots. Archie Manning, two. And Dan Pastorini to the Oilers, man, that team's not even around anymore. That was two out of three. Now, does that, you know, provide context to where we are now? The only thing that I find significant in this is that, man, this is a historically rare situation in NFL draft. Quarterback heavy for sure. One, two, three, it's happening. Now, what does that mean cap-wise? Let's talk about this real quick, because the 49ers cap, it's interesting what has happened this year. Everybody freaked out. We don't have any money. We, don't, we can't keep everybody. Well, yeah, we kept everybody. Well, guess what? We still have a lot of money. Now, depending on where you look at where the 49ers are currently, we're in the top 10 regardless with most cap room for the 2021 season. David Lombardi has this at about $15 million. He wrote an awesome piece over at The Athletic. Um, Some of the sites over the cap or or, SPO track, they have us around 17 million. But in trading from number 12 to three, that costs a lot more money. Um, It costs an extra 3 million against the cap this year. So the cost of all of the NFL draft picks combined for the 49ers, if they make all nine selections, which they're going to finesse the draft, they're going to move around. I think the only pick that is solidified now is that number three pick. That's the only one that's happening. But last year if you go back to 2020 not one pick did we take the original selection we traded every single one of them for a player player for a pick whatever else upgrade downgrade whatever so we're trading around just believe that and so whenever we get into our mock draft and talk about some people that i want to trade up for some targets man i i would love that um so i see you austin he says if we could find a way to get jc horn and Troy Warner, I'm sold. Okay, so J.C. Horn, we got to talk about this one first. I think J.C. Horn goes top 10. Um, I think he's going to be right around that kind of 8 to 12 range. He's going to go earlier than anybody had to. I think he's the biggest beneficiary of um, the Caleb Farley's back injury because now I think he gets vaulted up. A lot of teams will have Patrick Sertan as their number one corner. There's no doubt about that. But the teams that run a 49er-specific system, cover three, a lot of press, man, deep, things like that, J.C. Horn's going to be the guy guaranteed. Now, uh, he vaulted up the quarterback ranks, which is a premium position. So he's going to go early. I don't think there's a chance the 49ers could get J.C. Horn. I wish. I love the guy. Troy Warner, on the other hand, he's looking like a you know late-day three pick. So 100% Troy Warner is a possibility. Um, you know, you're looking at Fred Warner's brother out of BYU. I like him. Uh, his, his tape's fun. He's got some physical limitations. Uh, so we'll have to see what happens there. I'm not putting too much stock into that, but that's where it is. So back to the 49ers cap situation. Remember we have about 15 to 17 million, depending on which, you know, expert you're banking off of. So it's going to cost about $7 million for all of these picks, which leaves us at about $8 million after the draft. Do not expect any other key free agent signings. There's going to be some league minimum deals for sure. That's going to happen. But you've got that $8 million chunk. Well, guess what? Fred Warner will be extended this year during training camp. Probably during preseason, to be honest with you. Um, so that $8 million, I think it's going to cost about 5 to $7 million to extend Warner, and that's when that's going to take place. So don't look for any other key signings or whatever. Now, again, if you trade away a second-round pick, that frees up some more cap room. You could do whatever else, all those things. So uh, kind of keep those things in mind with what's going on with the salary cap. Now let's talk about Mac Jones. Here we go. <laughs> uh, Caesar says, hey, John, are we j- ready to... Uh, for the draft, Mac Jones, I hope not. Well, one, we will be live during the draft. Days one and two, we're going to be here. We're going to book in the entire thing, live coverage. So if you want to put on ESPN or NFL Network or wherever else you want to watch that, mute that biz, turn on my show. Because it's going to be 49ers nonstop, start to finish. Plus, more giveaways. You're here for giveaways, we got you. We're going to be do, get, doing giveaways Days one and two in the draft. Uh, We've got film cut-ups. We've got everything of every prospect. It's going to be top-notch, 49er-centric draft coverage. So, again, hit subscribe at our YouTube channel. Hit that notification bell. That's what we want. So let's talk about Mac Jones. Here is a question I got from old Niner dude. Love the tag. Quote. I'm going to put this in quotes so nobody gets mad at me, okay? Quote. I didn't ask this question. Could you begin to include content that helps logical fans deal with this anticlimactic realization of what if it is Mac Jones? Okay, so (laughs) let's talk about this. I actually like Mac Jones. Do I like Mac Jones for a third round pick? I don't. I have a first round grade on him. It's a late first. So I I like Mac Jones. I think that he is a very good quarterback. Um, I think that his... His floor is kind of, it's close to what Jimmy Garoppolo is. It's probably closer to Teddy Bridgewater. That's kind of the, the build that Mac Jones is. Now, let's say we pick him. I will be very, very happy. I'll talk a little bit about that later on. The reason why so many people, probably myself included, are considered quote-unquote not Mac Jones guys is this very simple concept of, is he worth three first-round picks? And the answer is hell no. No. If you got them at 12, great. If you traded one first rounder and jumped up to number six, right, where Philadelphia was picking, if you remember, we could have done that. 49ers were not interested in number six. Uh, We've seen (laughs) Miami traded from 12 to six right after our deal. That trade would have applied to us as well. All you would have had to do is give up number 12 and next year's first. You could have done that to get to six and got Mac Jones. No, 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 no. We're jumping up, we're jumping all the way up to three. So, back to Mac Jones. This is why people don't like him. Why the hell would you jump all the way up there whenever you didn't have to? And so, that's my problem. Now, the benefits of Mac Jones, and again, the people that are trying to make their connection to oh, it's 100% Mac Jones, it's simple, it's paint by numbers analysis. You look at the pieces that are currently in place with the 49ers, and you say, oh, well, this piece looks just like that piece. Therefore, if so facto, it's definitely that, that piece. But what they're missing out on, Kyle Shanahan's one of the most advanced, complex, nuanced play callers there are. Yes, Mac Jones, guess what? Super quick release, check. Efficient, check. Wouldn't have to change a thing to the 49ers offense. You could plug them in. Check. I get that. The problem is it lacks imagination and creativity. It does nothing extra. All, so if your only concern is, man, if Jimmy Garoppolo never got hurt, we would be competing for the Super Bowl every year. That's basically the mindset for understanding why somebody would go Mac Jones. I don't think that's the pick. I really, really don't. Now, I am faithful. <laughs> faithful then faithful now how do we close out this this show every single time stay strong faithful I, I i do it and it's corny as hell and you know i've said it we're getting close to like episode 400 here for the 40 hours rush podcast and it kind of took over but the idea is this have your opinions dislike players dislike moves i don't i don't agree with everything john lynch and kyle shanahan do sure as hell didn't with chip kelly tom suller are you kidding me all those things but we are still faithful to this damn team this is what separates our fan base from other people what does faithful mean to you it means have your opinion but loyalty is never in question that's what that means if 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 mac jones is the pick at 3 am i going to be pissed off yes am i going to cuss live on air draft day and do a, a huge giant shot of tequila you bet your ass i am but does that mean i'm rooting against him that i oh, no absolutely not this is my team right i have invested i'm part of this and hopefully you are too we are not the ebbs and flows of 49ers fans. You see any Patriots fans out (laughs) nowadays? No. I teach high school, so I'm around four fair weather fans nonstop. And so whoever wins that year, that's who everybody's a fan of. And whenever it changes, they change. We're not those people. We are the faithful. We are the 49ers. We come from the richest tradition in football, and we hold that. That's what we do. So you pull for Mac Jones. Is it what I want? No. But man, that's what it is, and that's where we're going to take. So, you know, personally, if I'm making the the pick, it's Trey Lance. There's no doubt about that. I've been very adamant about that. But Justin Fields, Trey Lance, either one of those, I'm so pumped. Um, I like Trey Lance the most. I've been, I'm very, I, I'm in, I'm Team Lance. That's just what it is. Now, something came out, uh, Pro Football Focus. I thought this was interesting. Throws past their first read since 2019, minimum 60 attempts. They just rated these players. Last place, yeah, Mac Jones. <laughs> and so you know this. There are narratives that get put out in place for whatever reason, whether it's race, whether it's you know Alabama, the quarterback system. Don't care wherever people arrive from their knowledge. It doesn't matter when you watch film and you get these analytics and these stats. That has to adjust your narrative. Okay, so let, let's talk about this. Mac Jones dead last. Rose passed their first read. He has seventy five point seven score. Trevor Lawrence is second to last, 78.6. Both those are great scores, by the way. Neither one of those are below average. They're, they're elite scores. Third is Trey Lance with an 87.2, so almost 10 points above you know, Trevor Lawrence. 87.2, Zach Wilson, 90.1, and the best, Justin Fields, 90.6. Now, one of the things I say about Justin Fields consistently is he does stare down his wide receivers. Now, why does he do that? The offensive scheme that Ohio State runs is an option-based route system for their wide receivers, which basically means this. They're going to call a play that has three options, usually two, sometimes three, based on five to seven yards into the route where the defensive back is. If the defensive back is pressing, that's going to tell the wide receiver to release deep or inside, right? Or if if he's off, then it's going to tell him to shut it off, whatever else. So the reason why, you have to understand the X's and O's in the scheme of this, the reason why he stares down his wide receivers for so long is because he has to wait to see what the coverage dictates. That tells the wide receiver to do a certain thing. Then he has to throw it. So you're not going to see Justin Fields break off of his first read as often as you will Trey Lance or Mac Jones. But whenever he does do it, he's elite. He's the best at it. So perhaps he doesn't do it as much as everybody else. But whenever he does it, it's elite. So you can see he has the tools to process the thing. The kid's an absolute freaking genius. He got Ivy League scholarships to play football. <laughs> Look at it. He was the spokesperson for the Big Ten in bringing back football this year. The, the guy's elite. So anybody that comes out here and says, I'm talking about Dan Orlovsky Ar- here. Um, I can't stand that guy. Um, anyway, coming out and talking about intelligence and work ethic and whatever else, man, shut your damn mouth. There is no way in hell. You want to talk about, ah, I don't want to go off on a tangent. Justin Fields doesn't have a DUI. Justin Fields doesn't have, you know, an old man John Chapman type body with his shirt off. Justin Fields hit the weight room. Justin Fields, after the season was over, didn't just stay at his university and not choose to work with a premier passing camp to better his career. All those other things apply to Mac Jones. He He didn't work with anybody else. He just, he's staying in Alabama, Tuscaloosa, and he's working out there. That's great. He's been there for four years. His body hasn't changed a bit. So, uh, man, I I tried my hardest to do a positive (laughs) Matt Jones episode. And sure enough, man, you start to turn a little bit. And so that's that's what it hurts. Um, So, yeah, it's what it is. Man, I'm loving all the Patreon subscribers. We did already give away the hat uh, to Morgan. He is the absolute man. Um, And so uh, we do still have. All right, let's do this. Let's do this. Uh, Here's the thing with the jersey giveaway. First off, I want to say thank you to all you do. We do this every month. This isn't a new thing. Come back the next two episodes. We're giving away 49ers hats for free but the episode uh this episode I'm going to I'm going to mess up this name and I apologize about this um the Brandon IU jersey goes to Mariah 49ers faith um, I, I forget the end of her tag there, but yeah, M I R I a H 49ers faith. I think it says faithful at the end of it, but, uh, there's so many comments on this. It disappeared. So I do want to say thank you. Hit me up 49ers rush podcast at gmail.com or on Twitter at JL underscore chat. We do this every month guys. So just understand you want free stuff. We'll give it away to you. Hit that subscribe button. Hit that notification. Hashtag CC countdown crew first minute and a half. Always keeps you entered in giveaways and gives you extra chances. So that is there. I see it, Mariah. She's got it. I see the thumbs up. What's up? Appreciate the support. Um, Faith Lee. I like that. She's got that there. So congratulations to you. So let's jump into this this uh, mock draft. Let's go through three rounds here because I think this is going to be fun. And I think it's going to – we're going to spend most of our time talking about the second round. Okay? Now. Pick number 3 overall, I've got the 49ers taking Justin Fields. I think it's the most likely. Again, I would prefer Trey Lance. Uh people outside of the organization they're saying it's going to be back Jones. I think Justin Fields makes the most sense. He has the relationship with Kyle Shanahan. Um the talent is just bananas. Um and so I, I absolutely love this. So, uh, I want to show you a quick clip. I love this play. Uh a little bit risky, you know, one of the things about Justin Fields is He's one of the least risky quarterbacks in this thing. Now, he takes a lot of shots deep. That's not what I mean by risky. He doesn't throw 50-50 balls. Uh, Very, very difficult to find those. Um, And so, which this is a weird draft because if you're looking at Zach Wilson, you're looking at Trey Lance, you're looking at Mac Jones, all, all five of these guys, they protect the ball pretty damn well. But I found a play that I think you'll like here. It's going to show the athleticism, the arm strength, and, man, just the risk that you don't see very often in the goal line. So here's a play. uh, Justin Fields in the end zone. Here we go. Under center. Come on. I want to see him throw it from here. There we go, baby. Ooh, almost intercepted. Did he catch it? He caught that? Dang. That wide receiver came back to the ball. I like this play. It's dangerous as hell, though. Okay, he gets out in the pocket. He this is where he's at his best. Off platform running, you know, shortstop, second baseman, could play in the major leagues. He was so good in high school. He's throwing it to this guy. The ball's out of his hand now and just lobs it up to a place, keeping it in bounds. Almost gets, you know, tipped or intercepted. It's a dangerous play on, you know, second and six in the red zone. Gave his guy a chance, which I like. That's dangerous, though. I mean, that guy's coming for it. Got it there. Hell of a catch. See it on the other side. That's dangerous, man. A little dangerous there. But hey, give your guy a chance to go make a play. I do like that. Ooh. That's pretty, man. Nice play action. This is what NFL teams want to see. Man, get that ball out! He's wide open right now. This guy, he's closing on him. Ooh, that's a hell of a play by the corner. He just didn't get there enough, but the placement is good because when you're you're throwing the ball, you're giving them space, time to make the catch. Oh, look at that man! That you just see this. I mean that that's what NFL teams want to see. Give your guy a shot, man. Uh, <laughs> Mac Jones ain't doing this. <laughs> I do think Zach Wilson, Trey Lance, and Justin Fields, they're all making this play, but God, that is beautiful. Woo! What, I mean, there's nothing better, nothing prettier there. Did you know that you can now win up to 100 times your money on prize picks with as little as four correct picks? You can turn $10 into a 1000 There, there's so many guys that can generate plays and, you know, I put together, um, a four part series, three part series, deep balls, Trey Lance, Justin Fields and Mac Jones versus each other. And I got, I got, I got flack because it was like, that was the best deep ball you can find for Mac Jones. And and I was like, I didn't think it was a bad pass. I didn't think it was a negative at all. Every deep pass that Mac Jones makes the wide receivers wide open, wide open. You cannot find very many plays where Trey Lance is throwing to an outside wide receiver that's open just because the talent isn't there that he was working with. Whereas Mac Jones is dealing with freaking elite level talent at every single position. Guys are 6, 7 yards deep. It's like every person that he's throwing to is like George Kittle, uh, and it, it it makes it difficult to find and match these, you know, spots. But there you saw a play where, you know what? Throwing into traffic That is what you're going to see at the NFL level. That's what it is. And it just translates so well. Uh, Thank you, Adam. I appreciate it. Uh, Quote, make sure you are donating to 40 Hours Rush Podcast. John puts in a lot of work. I appreciate that, Adam. Kind words and very, very generous, my friend. Thank you so much. So the third pick, I've got the 40 Hours taking Justin Fields. So let's let's jump forward to the second round, the top of the second round. Okay, so pick 33. The 49ers are picking at pick 43. I have a lot of, you know, second round targets that I really, really like. But there's a few guys I'm willing to trade up for. I think it's very, very possible that the 49ers do trade up. But it's it's an economics approach, right? It's scarcity. If there's only one of these guys there, then I think you jump up. If a couple guys fall, then you can kind of sit tight and kind of see what's going on there. So some guys that I'm okay trading up for from pick 43, we have the capital this year. Next year, not so much, but we still got a lot of spots. You know, if you just look, we lost pick 12 this year, but that became pick three. So we still have a second. We still have a late third, very late third. We have our fourth. We have three fifth rounders, a sixth and a seventh. So we still have a lot of draft capital that is there and available. So Edge, I think is you always got to address, especially with this front office, they love Edge players. Jalen Phillips, I think he goes top 15 no matter what. That injury history could make him slide. I'm fine trading up, you know, to number 28. I don't care what that costs. If you can get Jalen Phillips, you go get him. I, I don't think he's going to be there, but I, I, I love the guy that much. Ojalari. now that is a guy that could fall because he is scheme Pacific and going to be a situational pass rusher at, at best, especially early in his, his career. So are there teams that are willing to spend a first-round pick on Ojalari if he's only going to play 50% of snaps? I think you have to have a pretty damn solid roster to do that, and you have to be ready to go. So whenever you're looking at the back half of the first round, yeah, there are some teams. You talked about Cleveland. John Baltimore, you're talking New Orleans. These are the types of teams that would be targeting Ojalari. I doubt that he makes it out. I hope that he does. But again, 49ers, I would trade up there. There's no doubt about that. Now, wide receivers. The 49ers are in a tough situation because they do not have wide receiver depth. Mr. Superfly, I see your question. Do you think there's still hope for Jalen Hurd? Yes, but you don't rely on it. You move forward like he will never play a snap ever, and whatever you get is bonus. I'm president of the Jalen Hurd fan club. Let's just be really, really honest. There's a few guys I pin my hat on every single year. um, He's one of them. Now, the problem is you can't bank on that. You have Debo, you have Iuke. That's it. After that, it's just a bunch of Jags. Just a guy, J-A-G, right, Jags. I, I think, you know, if you look at it, Richie James is probably your number three wide receiver. River Craycraft, maybe, (laughs) if you start right now. Mohamed Sanu, I mean, we cut from the roster last year to see some of the younger guys. We brought him back. I think he's just a camp body. Um, So we'll have to see there. This is a crazy, deep wide receiver class. There are so many guys that I would be so happy with at that second spot. Um, So the wide receiver position, I think it's too rich, to trade up for, unless, unless there's one guy that I'm just falling in love with uh, that I would be willing to trade up for, and that is Rondell Moore out of Purdue, 5'9", 175, just the most electric wide receiver, not necessarily in this class, but he's special, Um, and and I've got that word underlined. I know I use it all the time, but you saw this guy come out his freshman year and he was the first true freshman to become an uh, All-Big Ten or to be an All-American in Big Ten history. What? The very first freshman to be an All-American in Big Ten history. Now, injuries messed up his sophomore and junior season, and I know what you're saying. Oh, injuries. No, 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 no. I don't want to play with that. They're not nagging the injury. It was a hamstring and a lower leg ankle. Like, there's no ACL. There's no, like, mitigating long-term effects or whatever else. He is a compact bolt of lightning that plays mean as hell. Um My player comp for him is Steve Smith, but without the outside production. He's going to be a slot guy, and that works for the 49ers. Mean as hell. Um, You know, he... Was Mister Kentucky in high school? And back-to-back six A titles. I mean, you can just go for on and on and on and on. This is a guy you can just get him the ball and let him go bananas. He is that damn good. Um, so I really, really do like him. I would be fine trading up for him. Cornerbacks. Greg Newsom's going to be gone. I just, I don't think that he's there. Somebody asked earlier if Caleb Farley falls all the way to pick forty-three, do you take him? Gosh, man, um, I want to. Uh, I, I really do because I, Caleb Fairley's number three on my big board. I, I, I love this dude. That back issue, it's a concern. Pick 43, I think you're talking about. What's up, Delta? I see you there, man. Uh, thanks for joining us. I, I like Caleb Farley. I do. I, I'm a little hesitant. So if you get to pick 43 and there's just nothing there, why not roll the dice? I'm fine with that because I, I think he's a hell of a player. I still think Caleb Farley could go in the first round. But man, you look at the draft and kind of where we are, Arizona is the one team that I think could target him, even in the first round, because he's just that damn good. So, you know, they're picking after us. They're 16th in the first round and 49. So I'm telling you right now, a team I don't want to get Caleb Farley is Arizona. So I'll just throw that out there. Um Yeah, real quick, uh, Jeopardy, Aaron Rodgers on Jeopardy. Heck, yeah, I'm watching that. I'm going to tape it. Uh, I'm going to watch the basketball game for sure, and then I'm going to jump over to that. But Greg Newsome, I don't think that he's going to make it. So, you know, I've got him underlined and highlighted as a guy I want to watch, but I still think he's going to be a first-rounder. Offensive line, there's two guys I I covet a lot. Um, Obviously, Creed Humphrey, really, really big on him. But I would not jump up for a player I'm going to play at guard year one. I think he's a perfect fit. If he falls to 43, I would love that pick. You plug him in at guard. Whenever Alex Mack is done playing center, you just transition him to center. Premium position in Kyle Shanahan offense. That's fine. Outside, Tevin Jenkins. Oh my gosh. Yeah, it's Oklahoma State. I hate Oklahoma. I don't know why I have two Oklahoma players on here. Uh yeah. but Tevin Jenkins from Oklahoma State offensive tackle. I think he's going to go top 20. But if he is there, I'm taking that cat. You play him at guard year one. Then if Mike McGlinchey doesn't excel, you move him there. Or you keep him at guard and you're just fine. But I don't think Tevin Jenkins even has a shot uh, to be there. I really, really don't. So as I'm going through this at pick uh, 33, top of the second round. Again, we got Justin Fields, number three overall. We're sitting there and we're going through this. And I'm sitting there thinking, okay, whenever I only get two of these guys... That I circled, then let's talk. Let let's trade up. But as things kept going, you know, I got to pick forty three, and there were a few guys there. You still had Creed Humphrey; he was still on the board. Um, still had Rondell Moore; he was there. There were a couple other wide receivers I really, really liked, and I was just like, man, I don't know. I'm fine taking this pick here, and I think I would have took Rondell Moore as wide receiver. But I was like, man, let's just see. John Lynch ain't going to sit. Let's see what happens. I got a pretty good trade offer, and so I took it. So I traded back. I had to pick 43. There were a handful of guys there that I really, really liked. Um, and so I was like, man, let's just see what's going on. Trade it back to 51. So just drop back eight picks. I received, okay, 51, 124, which is a fourth rounder this year, and a 2022 fifth rounder which I love that because now we're getting a little bit, we're regaining some of the stuff we're getting last year and we're dropping back. But my entire plan whenever I took this trade was, and we already have nine picks, why trade back? Well, I'm trading back with the purpose of selecting somebody at 51, that new pick, and then vaulting up from that late third, that Robert Saleh, right, compensation pick at 102 or 103, um, 102, I wanna jump up. So I'm going to drop back in the second and jump up in the third. That was the whole plan. So I fall back and we get to pick 51. And sure enough, you know Creed Humphrey goes, Rondell Moore goes, and I'm lo- sitting there looking at a lot of guys. And there's one receiver I love that I think is an added element, especially with their new 49ers quarterback, no matter who that is, that just fit perfect. Pick 51, I take wide receiver Dayami Brown I, out of North Carolina. He is. Fun. That's going to be my next Patreon breakdown video. So, for those of you that are on Patreon, you know, we've been real heavy wide receiver because I think it's a huge need for the 49ers. Diami Brown's going to be my next uh, Patreon breakdown over there. 6'1, 195. Here's what Diami Brown does Deep threat extraordinaire. His average depth of target is 18.4 yards. That's 18.4 air yards before the ball gets to him. It, it, it's pretty funny charting his passing tree. He, right, he lines up on the left nonstop and just runs verticals. <laughs> now, what does that do, okay? Here's what I think it does for the 49ers offense. You can play him anywhere. You can line him up in the slot. He does play some on the right side, but uh, for North Carolina, they simplify the offense as much as possible and just let athletes be athletes. This guy could take the top off of an offense. Now, understand under Jimmy Garoppolo, he doesn't throw the ball deep very often. I don't care which five, even if it is Mac Jones, God forbid, he throws the ball deep. He actually threw the ball deep more, 20 yards, right? 20 yards or more. Uh, that's kind of his target. He's not throwing it 50, 60 yards, but he'll throw it 20 to 40 yards. Dayami Brown brings something that we don't have currently. I think Iyuk is incredible and can do everything. But Diami Brown from the number three wide receiver role could do whatever the hell you wanted. Just it takes the pressure off of the run game. Um he's he's awesome. So I really, really like this guy. Again, 20 yards per catch, back to back years. It just he just goes deep. It, it's what he does. And so uh caught 12 of 27 deep balls, uh, was second in all of NCA in deep yards with 543. Just a guy that can explode deep. You have Debo doing all the shifty back and forth stuff. You've got Kittle, obviously. This would help the run game, help the quarterback, and just, man, blow the lid off. Uh, I think it would be huge. I really, really do like this kid. I think he'd be a great fit. So, again, we got Justin Fields' pick three. We dropped back a couple picks, picked up a fourth rounder this year and a fifth rounder next year. Got Diami Brown. Now, I'm not sitting long. I'm waiting to jump up because cornerback is a massive need. We don't have depth. We don't have depth. So I let the I let it go for a while. We picked 51 Tommy Brown. We get into the 60s, and there's still two corners I love: Elijah Molden and Stanford's Paulson Adebo, who is awesome. I start making offers, and I'm just making like weird offers, like nothing really even special, and getting rejected, getting rejected, getting rejected. Then I get an offer from Houston, pick 67. They offer me. They want pick 67. Um, sorry, they're offering pick 67 and 233. So they're seventh, their third round and their seventh. We're jumping up from 102 to 67. So we're jumping up 35 spots. And again, this is a Robert a compensation pick. We didn't, we didn't even earn it. <laughs> I, I do think we earned it, but whatever. So we offer our late third 102 and that fourth pick that we got from Washington, pick 124 to jump all the way up to 67. I freaking love it. I, and I'm stuck here because I, I take this for, it's basically free. We dropped back five spots, got a wide receiver. Now we're jumping up 30-plus spots to go get our corner that you know we need. There's two guys there, Elijah Molden, who I really, really like, 5'10", 191. He's more of a slot guy, but I have a much higher grade on him than I do Paulson Adebo, who's an outside guy. If you're just looking at 2021, 20, I feel like we're pretty good at the cornerback position. We've got our starters. This guy didn't even have to start. I go Elijah Molden. Um, I think that he could play outside, but, man, you put him in nickel, he's got to be a Pro Bowl-type player right off the bat. I really, really like him, so that's who I go with. And, again, if you look at the 49ers' corners, we're great this year. There's not a lot of depth, but next year is a problem. Jason Verrett, one-year deal, right? That's a problem. Kwan Williams, one-year deal. Manuel Mosley, who's, you know, you don't mind him starting, but he's not the guy that you're like, oh my gosh, we have to have him out there. Um, I'm happy with him, and I hope he's with the 49ers for a long time. But I'm cool with that. And so I'm very, very happy. Now we're sitting there, and I'm just like, oh my gosh, we got to figure something else what to do. And and I'm watching this, and my next pick isn't until the fourth round, right? Um, You know, 117. And, you know, I'm going through this. Nobody's picking a Debo. Nobody's picking a Debo. Nobody's picking a Debo. All the way down to pick 90. And I was like, I don't care. Let's see what we can do. Let's go get this guy. And that's what I do. Um, I trade up, go get Paulson a Debo with the Chiefs of all people, which I don't like. <laughs> but hey, you do what you got to do. Um, I trade up. We get their third rounder and. Their fourth rounder, and we swap our fourth, fifth, and uh, two, and two fifths. So we give up two fifths and a fourth to go up and get this kid. And I freaking love it. I, I would love this draft. You walk out of the first three rounds. You've got your quarterback. You got a wide receiver, Dayami Brown, step in there, and now you got two corners that I'm very, very high on. I would be happy with either one of those two guys if we just stay put in the third uh, in the third round. I. I wouldn't mind taking them if we trade back in the second. But now the 49ers have no corner issues moving forward because those guys can just sit and learn and be just fine. And then next year, they step into starting roles. Oh, I I, I would love that. Uh, RM, I see you. Amari Rogers at wide receiver would be nice too. Yeah, I like Amari. Um, I have a third-round grade on him. I I think he's a lot of fun, Um, especially, I mean, there's just so many things that translate to what the 49ers do. With Armari Rodgers, there's no doubt about that. Um, you know, I, I think that's there. Now, oh, yeah, I see. Uh, I love this question, Drew. Uh, I'm going to mess up this guy's name. Jablonski Darden from North Texas. Yeah, he's he's a fun guy. I mean, anybody that plays for, you know, the Mean Green, uh, Jalen Darden, sorry, uh, for the Mean Green, you got to love it. I used to live in Denton, didn't like living there, but I respect some North Texas football for sure. Um, there's a lot of guys. And I understand that, you know, we're we're talking about all these quarterbacks, and I get that that's going to be the focus of our attention, and it should be. And it kind of threw me off because my draft work, you know, we were going at a steady pace, getting through all these positions, and then the trade happened, and I was like, okay, we've got to go back through and just as much content as possible on these quarterbacks. And so, I think we have three hours of just <laughs> Trey Lance film on Patreon and uh, about two and a half on Justin Fields and about two hours on Mac Jones. And I don't think that's enough. I want to do more, but there's so many of these guys wide receivers, corners, you know, defensive end, edge players out there that could be second, third round picks. And so that's what we're focusing on. Um, now, again, Now, if you are on there with Patreon and all those things with us, I appreciate it. If you join that Jerry Rice tier, we do do our monthly hangout, and you can request. If there's somebody you really want to see film-wise, say, man, can you please do a breakdown on this? Go there, join the Jerry Rice tier. Tell me what you want, I'll get it to you. Uh, we'll do whatever it is that you want. Um, and that's there for you guys. Again, you can cancel anytime. And all of that goes back. Uh, these are how we can fund these giveaways. These are how we can do all these things and just hang out and you know get this content out there so much. It takes a lot of time to do it, but I absolutely love it. You know, I was, I was talking to my wife at lunch today and she was like, what do you got going on today? And I was like, oh, more breakdowns. And she's like, oh, I'm sorry. And I was like, nope, no, sorry. Because you know what? 12-year-old John Chapman would be as excited as ever to do this stuff. And I freaking love it. I love my job. Uh, so I do want to say thank you. Congratulations to the winners of the giveaways. We got two more giveaways. We're going to be giving away 49ers hats the next two episodes to the Countdown Crew. Again, hit that notification bell. Hit that subscribe button. Look at this. I even got a little graphic if I can figure out how to how to make it work. Look at this. Boom. Look at that top-notch graphics right there. Hit that notification bell. Um, We have more giveaways coming. Uh, They never stop. We're crazy people. That's going to do it for us today. Really appreciate it. Hopefully you liked it. Um, Hit that thumbs up button. And as always, stay strong, faithful.